Welcome to episode six of the Nostalgia Mixtape, a podcast that celebrates all things that give us nostalgic feels from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, as well as new pop culture events with a throwback twist. I'm your host, Ty Gooden. Hey, everybody. This is Christina. What's up? And today we will be talking about a few of our favorite throwback movies that some would say is maybe like a guilty pleasure, but we really don't feel any guilt at all about liking these movies. We like them because we can. Pretty much. And I'm grown and I can do what I want. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, maybe just throw the whole guilty pleasure phrase out because you can like what you want. And just because other people don't like it doesn't mean anything. But either way, before we get into today's episode, please make sure you follow us on all the socials. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Nostalgia Mix Pod. And you can keep the conversation going with us using the hashtag Nostalgia Mix Pod if you have any reactions to what we're saying or if you want to add anything to the conversation. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we are on Google Play. And make sure that you rate our podcast. That's kind of how we get up in the rankings. So if people are looking up things nostalgia related and looking for a podcast like ours, they're able to find us a lot easier. Um, we can also be found on Podbean and at our WordPress page at nostalgiamixpod.wordpress.com. Um, before we get into our recap today, I just kind of wanted to clear some things up. I know we've been gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, our last episode, we did let you guys know that we would be going to a bi-weekly format. And we kind of talked a little bit about that, why we wanted to do it and, and why it mattered. And so if you guys want to take a trip back and listen to that one and just kind of get the refresher instead of us having to run down through it all again, that'd be great. Um, so we were supposed to release out last week, but we had some things going on in the personal realm of our lives. You know, both of us are, are busy things happen, you know, unfortunate things happen. And so we kind of had a setback that happened last week and we had to postpone out. Um, but we are back this week. We'll be back with our bi-weekly format and hopefully fingers crossed, we won't have anything else that kind of deviates us off the path. But, you know, again, life happens. I'm sure you guys understand. Um, and we thank you guys for understanding. Uh, we've been a little lax on the social media front, but we definitely want to try to pick it back up and make sure that we're staying in the game and keeping you guys interested and wanting to come back for more. I have nothing to add to that except for thank you guys for your patience. Um, a lot of things have been happening. It's been a very busy summer for us. Um, all sorts of things going on and then just you know, family things happen and we thank you all for sticking with us and still being there and we're thankful for you guys. That's all I got. Absolutely. So Christina, what do you have today for your nostalgia recap? So my nostalgia recap is going to be focused on this video game that I used to play. Um, it was very silly and kind of ridiculous when you think about it, but, um, the Def Jam Vendetta game, company yes, or whatever is <laughs> talking about doing another one and they just put a poll up on twitter um basically asking people what city should they do next i think chicago atlanta mm -hmm. philly and i think one other city was on the list i didn't vote or anything because i don't live in any, any of those cities so it doesn't really matter to me i'm just gonna play the game anyway but um that's a game i remember playing when i when I was in like high school, uh, it was a lot of fun because you could like, it was like a wrestling game, a fighting game that you could play with your favorite rappers. And mm -hmm. like the soundtrack was great. So like you could play Joe Budden while Pump It Up was playing in the background. Like, and Joe Budden, oh, cool. like Joe Budden's one of my favorite rappers. So that was awesome for me. You could play with like Redman and Method Man, Capone and Noriega, and like 
all these other artists and stuff like that. Um, the second one had like, I want to say Busta Rhymes was in it and Lil' Kim was in it and like Kamora Lee had a character. Christina Milian had a character in the first one. Like you could, like the, the person you played also had like a girlfriend. And so sometimes you had to play as like the old girlfriend and the new girlfriend and beat them up and then pick which one you wanted to be with after everything was said and done like the game was ridiculous but the soundtrack was so crazy (laughs) yeah you literally had to like somebody would like start talking trash and then it put up a screen where basically you got to pick one girl or the other one the current girlfriend or like the challenger and then you had to fight as whichever character and whoever won got to be the new girlfriend um and it was just it was just ridiculous like i don't know that's like a crazy reality game it is like it's like reality tv it's love and hip-hop okay um and i played a little bit of fight for new york which is the second one um like i said buster rhymes was in it and i think snoop dogg was in it and like a few other characters uh but i just love that game it's one of the few video games i'm not like a big gamer in any way shape or form like i love legend of zelda but i've never beaten like one of those games to completion like at all um, yeah. But I've actually beaten Def Jam Vendetta like a few times. Um, so like, okay. So what happens when you beat it? Like, what's you're like the king of the city or something like that? I don't really know. It's like, a, do you get a crown? Or I don't remember. <laughs> do they play a song for you? <laughs> they do. There is like some type of celebration, I believe. So like, basically, like there's like a, I don't want to say it's a drug kingpin, but like a kingpin type character, um, and you're basically fighting all of his goons. So like, sometimes you have to play one-on-one and then sometimes you have to play as teens and then sometimes you have to like you know again beat the girlfriend up um and you just continue on until you fight like the big boss well can't even remember who the big boss in the video game was like it was like a specific rapper i believe i don't remember who it was that's crazy um but it was just so much fun and again you could play with your favorite rappers like all from the all from the def jam label and i think they started branching out in the second one and there's actually a third one called Def Jam Icon, but I never played that one, because um, after that I was just kind of done. Um, but I'm kind of excited to see who is going to be on this new one. Um, mm-hmm. Like, are we going to continue to have some of the old school rappers like the Method Mans and the Red Mans and Joe Budden and all those cats? Uh, are we going to have, like, crews? Like, are we going to have, like, the No Limit Soldiers over here and Puffy Squad over here and, like... right you know, uh, Lil Wayne and them over here. Like, that would be cool. Are we going to have some of the newer rappers? Like, can you fight as the Migos? Like, these are questions I want to know. <laughs> I would totally fight as Migos because they look like they can. <laughs> they look like they might be able to They might be able to do a little something, something in a fight. Oh, my God. You could create. That's crazy. Like, I mean, I've heard of the game. Like, it's kind of in the space of my mind as something that I knew existed. Right. But I can't say I ever recall playing it or... Or anybody that I know besides you now, obviously, <laughs> that that's played it before or whatever. But that is too funny that they're bringing it back. I would think they would bring it back with the old school guys, though. Like, like to tap into that whole nostalgia thing with it. Like, I, you know, or maybe they'll do like a mix. That would be cool if you could do like an old school versus new school. See, that would thing. be cool. And see, what I was going to say is that like, do you remember, was it last year at the BET Awards when Joe Button almost got into it with Migos? Like, you could actually like. Was that last year? It might have been two years ago. It was ago. last year? Yeah, okay. I, I do remember that, though. Um, but, like, if the Migos were in the game and Joe Bunn was in the game, you could actually, they could like... fight each other. <laughs> fight. 
Like, that would be funny to me, at least. <laughs> like, if I was petty, I would set that up somehow, some way, as, like, that big thing. Actually, they could totally do that. They could do, like, a whole rap beef section. So you could have, like, Nas on one side and Jay-Z yes. on the other side. And Jay-Z on the other way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Playing ether in the background. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Def Jam, cut me a check. Let's get it popping. Yeah. Run <laughs> Christina her money because that's a brilliant idea. And if somebody doesn't make that happen, I'm kind of going to be upset now because I that was something that I didn't know that I needed. And now I want it really bad. <laughs> like, you wouldn't even have well, to, like, actually, you know, fight people in the streets. You could just yeah. fight them in a video game and then be done with it. I'm an evil genius. I'm going to be thinking about that <laughs> for at least the next couple of days now. Like, hmm. Mentober. All right, so. That's crazy. <laughs> right? I've kind of got you stuck now. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, you throw me off now because now it's, it's like totally in my head. It's like, now this is well, what I want. <laughs> Give it to me. It's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Well, I had a couple of things. Um, so not this past weekend but weekend before that i went and saw jay-z and beyonce in concert so right now as most people know they're on the on the run two tour uh-huh. um and so i checked them out up in dc i was at the same show as the obamas which was kind of cool because they were there and they were definitely getting their life like the whole time i wasn't close yes. enough to where they were sitting at to like record them but they were just, they were having the best time. And I mean, Barack was just like, if anybody, if you haven't seen the video of him, like up there just dancing and getting his life, you have to see it because he was just living his best life. And I am just all for them living their best life. Same. Like but they just look so either, fun and fancy know, free out there. And I'm 1000% here for it. It was, it was awesome. And, and they put on a really great show. Um, I was definitely there for Beyonce because, you know, I love Beyonce. Um, saw her a couple of years ago, back in 2016, when she did the Formation Tour. Uh-huh. And she was phenomenal on that. But I, you know, was also ready to see Jay-Z, too, because I hadn't seen him in, like, 11 years, 11 or 12 years. Oh, wow. And he was really, really good. Uh, I definitely got my life to Jay-Z. And the main, like, songs that really were getting me were, like, when he did Song Cry and he did Public Service Announcement and all that stuff. Like, it just brought me right back to high school, right back to college. Like, everybody's, you know, they were trying, everybody was trying to, well, some of the people, they were trying to act all salty, you know, mostly the Beyonce fans that are mad at Uh Jay-Z or whatever. But, I mean, he came out and started, like, cranking out the hits like that. You couldn't help but rap along. Like, I mean, and it just really cemented he was on stage you know, they had the band in the background and he had some, um, sometimes her dancers would come out and, you know, dance behind him a bit. And he had a couple of like these guys that were doing like almost contortionist type dancing and everything. Okay. And that was really cool. But there was no hype man. There's no none of that stuff. It's just Jay-Z. And his hype man. Is I mean, Beyonce. the way that. Yeah. I mean, he really did. He he controlled the crowd so well and kept everybody hype and going and stuff like that. And it really just kind of reminded you why he's in the upper echelon of like great rappers and great performers, you know, in rap music or whatever. So I enjoyed that. Um, like I said, it gave me all those high school, all those college feels or whatever, going back, you know, hearing some songs and him, you know, doing some things I hadn't heard or I had popped in for it, popped in the CD player or, you know, listened to on my phone in a long time. So that was awesome. And then I also saw one of my favorite uh, Twitter pages is, I think it's only hip hop facts. Uh-huh. Yeah, only hip hop facts. And so they posted that Yo MTV Raps debuted 30 years ago this week. Wow. 
And it was really cool because they actually posted like a throwback video. Um, I'm presuming from the first episode or whatever back in 88. And it had, you know, the Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff and had Run DMC and a couple of other really cool artists. I think it had Salt and Pepper in there as well. Okay. I know they were on the first show. Um, but I can't say for sure whether they, they were in that clip that only hip hop facts posted or not. But I thought it was really cool uh, because Yo MTV Raps was a international show centered on hip hop uh-huh. back in the late 80s, you know. So it was such an important platform for artists to get that crossover exposure. And uh, I think it really just elevated hip hop to people across the world and now look at what hip hop has become. So I feel like yo MTV raps definitely played a big part in that, especially with um, Fab Freddy uh, hosted it and everything like that. Absolutely. So shout out to yo MTV raps. I think that was, I think that's great. Is there anything on TV like that? Not really. No? I don't think so. I mean, you know, like the TRLs and the 106 and parks are all, well, I mean, TRLs kind of back, not really. Um, and like VH1 doesn't have a show like that. They're pretty much a reality TV network at this point. Um, so no, I don't think there's a show like that. I wish there was, um, I feel like, uh, maybe complex on YouTube kind of has a Mm -hmm. vibe kind of like that. Um, you know, when, uh, Joe and academics were hosting their show, what was it? Uncommon sense. No, that's not the name of the show. Whatever that show was that they had. And then, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. Um, but uh, it's kind of similar because they would have, you know, current artists on there talking about different things. Um, but I don't really think that there's something on network television like that. It's definitely a, a niche that could probably be filled at this point. But I don't know how you would do it because, you know, people have right. their opinions about what's good and what's not. And, you know, not everybody agrees on what's good and what's not at this point. I think uh, the magic of it is that, you know when yo mtv raps came out you know hip-hop was a new thing but now it's here and established and you know game's a little right. different but not like completely changed i don't know it would be interesting to see something like that now though i would you know because I, I when i thought about it i was thinking about rap city they yes. used to come on bet where they're getting the basement and that freestyle and stuff like that like that would be really dope but i mean i don't know do i really want to hear some of these people freestyle no it's probably, probably not <laughs> So I don't know if that will really work anymore. I mean, I, you know, maybe you could get Kendrick and your Kendricks and your J. Coles and people kind of in that realm to do it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the popular mainstream artists is like, mm, you know, I mean, you might make a song that I'm kind of, you know, that I kind of listen to for fun or something like that. Or that sounds good at the club. But do I really want to see you on TV freestyling? You know, probably not. Probably not. I mean, I don't think every rapper, like even from back in those days, or let me let me not say that. Let me say this. I think there's a shift in what's important in hip hop. Um, you know, right. freestyle used to be a big thing because, you know, they would have, you know, the ciphers and they would have like the shows where like you could battle and stuff like that. Um, they don't really have like a venue like that anymore. Like there's not really a whole lot of stuff like that going on on YouTube unless I'm just not aware of it. There's not like a 106 in part like freestyle friday where you know people right. have the ability to show their talent you know every once in a while drake will drop a freestyle which you know i question whether or not they're freestyles all the time because i mean how would i know if they're freestyles they're live? really good yeah because i like drake's freestyles a lot um it's always sometime in some city so right um and so i think maybe hip-hop has gotten like away from that i would love to see a resurgence of you know 
freestyle rapping. Uh, you know, BET kind of does it with the hip hop awards, with the cyphers that they do every year, which are pretty awesome. Right. Because they put some people I together do, I love it. that you don't expect to be together. Um, so that's fun to watch. I just, I would like to see more of it, to be honest. Like, they can make that an entire TV show and I'd be happy about it. Or, you know, bring back the basement and let Tigger do his thing. You know, he's still out there, still working. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's never going to go away. He's going to be one of those people. He's going to be like the Dick Clark of, like, the hip-hop community. He's going to be in his 70s and 80s. <laughs> like, the Dick Clark of the hip-hop community. <laughs> talking about rappers and hanging out with rappers and stuff like that. Please, I love that. We're just coming up with great ideas tonight. Right. Like, like we are on game <laughs> ideas, TV ideas and stuff. <laughs> we need we gotta do something, man. Right. Yeah, we have to go, we have to drop we have to drop our own network or do something like that. That would be dope. Because we're we just we're popping up with all sorts of good ideas. Right. Let me shut up before somebody takes my idea and <laughs> right? somebody tells Tigger that I told him that he's the dick clock of the hip hop world. <laughs> <laughs> that is a phrase I need to write down. Dick clock of the hip hop world. And it's so funny because it actually makes perfect sense. sense. <laughs> like I mean, like I follow him on instagram and like he's still out there doing stuff like he might not have the basement anymore but i want to say he's got like his own radio show and Mm -hmm. he's still out there doing stuff you may not hear his name as much as you used to but he's still out there getting checks and i i am not mad at it at all yeah that's the case with so many people though and you know and i think we talked about this before too that people feel like just because somebody's not like in their face doing things on social media constantly posting their every move or something like that or they're not like you know quote-unquote mainstream right now they automatically think that you know they fell off or they're not doing anything and stuff and i'm like it's a lot of people out here that that have been in the industry for years that are still great doing great things they're doing things behind the scenes and still making money yeah i think it's it's a smart it shows how smart of a businessman you are to be businessman or woman um to be able to pivot in that way and like still even though you might not necessarily be in the forefront like you used to be like be able to find some way to pivot into something else that would still get you paid like not everybody has that ability to go from one thing and then switch to something else and still be good at it or like take their you know talent to another level in a way that will still get them you know stable and like making right. money um, not everybody's got that talent it's definitely a thing so you know shout out to you big Tigger. yes indeed indeed so we're gonna go ahead and jump into today's topic which like i said at the top of the show is us talking about some of our just a few because we, we've got a lot between the two of us and you know we won't be able to cover everything today but just a few of those movies that we kind of can just watch over and over again that most people would deem a guilty pleasure type of movie. Um, They may not be the most critically acclaimed. Um, Some of them may be a tad big on the problematic side, but they're movies that we just love. We like to see them over and over again. They give you the good feels. They make you laugh. Um, You know, the words to the movie or whatever. And if it comes on TV or if you see it on a streaming service, you're, you, you gotta watch it. Exactly. Like it's that kind of movie. So, Christina, what are a couple of, like, just kind of in general, before you name some specifics, like, are there certain types of genres of movies that you kind of gravitate towards, too, when you're looking for a guilty pleasure movie? Um, I love musicals. Like, those are my thing. Like, I love a good Disney movie. I love a good, like, Sound of Music type movie or, like, anything where there's people dancing and singing around and stuff like that. Like, I love, like... You know, if you listen to some of the past episodes, you know, like, my dream role is to be a muse in Hercules. Like, yeah. let me 
sync. Like I, there's a local theater that's like a smaller theater, not like a, a bigger movie theater here called the Carolina Theater that does like a summer movie like series thing and they do mm-hmm. like the sound of music and grease and all that stuff and they like signify that certain days are like this is the day for the sound of music sing-along and we'll put the roads up on the screen so everybody can sing oh, you that's know, cool. the hills are alive together and stuff like that or grease which one of my favorite movies probably my favorite movie ever um you know i love i love musicals that's kind of my genre dance movies are also pretty dope because i grew up dancing um, yeah and so, yeah, just anything where it's fun and light and, like, there's music involved, or, or at least, like, a heavy music scene in the movie, like, I am all about those types of movies. Like, I love them. Yeah, see, I think I'm kind of the same, because I definitely love musicals, so I like uh, West Side Story is probably one of my favorite I ones. Like, Story. it's just, yeah, I mean, you know, the stakes really, even though it ends with, you know, two people dying, like, the stakes aren't really that high mm-hmm. outside of that there's not really a whole lot of like real life violence. Like the streets are super clean that they're so-called fighting for or whatever. But I, I love all of the songs in there. Um, I sing my heart out every time I watch it and stuff like that. And I've just seen it over and over and over again. I know all the dance sequences and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just a sucker for that, for that, you know, love at first sight romance kind of thing or whatever. Um, And I love sound of music too. Same thing, you know, same thing with that movie or whatever. That's actually, one of my sister's favorite movies. And uh, remember she got it on VHS and the movie was so long that they had it on two VHS yes. tapes. <laughs> I actually and have so we... VHS tapes at my grandmother's house and it's two yes. big VHS tapes. That and Titanic were like the two that like came out of VHS and it was so long, it was two tapes. Right. And we used to watch it all the time, like over and over and over again. Again, it's another one where I can, you can pull any song from in there and I can tell you a billion quotes from there. I can sing every song in the movie or whatever. Like, I love it so much. And I'm also that way about dance movies, too. So I really liked <laughs> and people try to clown me about this because I talked about it on Twitter a couple of months ago. Oh, but I'm clown I, like, you. I like like Step Up and Save the Last okay, Dance. Okay, no, wait a minute. Those are not bad <laughs> and movies. movies like, like that. No, I, they really gave me a hard time about Save the Last Dance. And I'm like, now hold up a minute. First of all, what you're not going to do is not act like that was that like we didn't see Carrie Washington in there. We haven't seen the glow up that she's done since Save the Last Dance. Like we we, we see her in her beginnings, exactly. some of her beginnings in that movie or whatever. And you know, I mean, it's it's a cliche, you know, opposites attract type love story or whatever. But I love that movie or whatever. And I just it, I don't know, it's something about dance movies that it's just the maybe it's just like the levity of it all. Yeah. I think that's just seeing people getting together, dancing the different little, you know, different little dance montages that they do or whatever. And um, I don't know, just like teen, some of those teen related movies in general. Yeah, they are a lot of fun. Um, And like, if you don't like musicals, we can't be friends. I work at a movie theater and like I had a lady come up today. She was asking about Mamma Mia 2. And she was like, it's a musical. I was like, yeah, she was like, I don't like musicals. People don't like start randomly dancing and singing like in real life. And I'm like, but they could. Like, right. if more people started randomly dancing and singing, like, life would be pretty great. <laughs> like, I love the levity of it. Like, it's fun. It brings people together. Um, uh, it's so much fun going to, like, a movie that's, like, a sing-along and, like, hearing other people sing the songs or, like, connecting with other people who know the dance moves and things like that. Like, it's just, it's just fun. Like, what's wrong with fun? Right. I don't know. Some people are just a buzzkill. Pretty much. You know what other dance movie I really like? Okay. 
Flashdance. Okay. This is going to sound really terrible. Probably have never seen it. I know what happens in the movie. I actually... But you've never seen it. I've never seen it. Actually, we actually did one year when I was, like, taking dance classes when I was younger. Did Mm -hmm. Time of My Life. Still probably haven't seen the movie. Yeah, Flashdance is awesome. Not Time of My Life. Like, I'll take that over, because I know everybody really likes... um, There are a lot of people that really are into the whole Dirty Dancing thing. That's the song. Actually, I've never seen both of them. I just mixed up those two movies. And I was yeah. definitely talking about the other one and not Flashdance. But I don't think I've seen Flashdance either. No, I've seen Dirty Dancing and everything. But even as like now looking at it as an adult, it's like kind of especially icky because of the older dance guy like having this sexual relationship with this, you know, basically teenage girl. Oh, ew. That, that, that part's pretty icky. But I felt like I even kind of realized that it was weird then. So maybe that's why I never really got into it or whatever. And, you know, I mean, of course, you know, like some of the everybody, I think everybody is, is such a part of the pop culture as that guy. So whatever that everybody knows, like, you know, where she runs and he lifts her up above his head uh-huh. and people know time of my life and all of that stuff like that. But I don't know. That movie just never really did it for me. Like if I could choose between that and Flashdance, I definitely choose Flashdance. Flashdance is on Amazon Prime. Really? Yeah. And so I've probably watched it. I don't know how long it's been up there, but since I discovered that it was up there, I've probably watched it like 10 times. I got somebody's Amazon Prime password. I might watch that tonight. Yeah, it is. It's really, it's really, really good. Like I I personally like it. A lot of people, they kind of pan it because I mean, you could tell like the girl that is, and I cannot, her name just escaped my head just then. But the lead actress in the movie, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, you could tell in some of the dance sequences that it's not really her it's a double and you know and all of that stuff like that i'm like yeah yeah okay like we we know that it's not her or whatever but if you can jennifer bills just came to me so you know i'm like if you could look past all of that and just see it for what it is right and, you know just... laugh it because it's got some you know got some little edgy humor in there and stuff like that or whatever like i just i love that movie you just gotta let some things go with certain movies just to like enjoy it like and you can let that go do you remember when j-lo did uh like the entire movie for flash dance in one of our music videos yeah in the music video i love that like the entire so, yeah, movie so awesome i think they, it was it was super dope like i want to say they put like that video in like a special edition of the dvd because it was pretty much like a shot for shot remake of that movie she did she did a wonderful job with that and like when i remember seeing that video when it came out i'm like oh my god flash dance i do i started i mean i and i think i first watched flash dance probably when i was way too young to be watching watching anything like flash dance or whatever but i do flash dance just has a has a special place in my heart i do i love that movie so much um i don't know and like back to the whole 90s like teen type movies or whatever like i am definitely a sucker for bring it on Oh, yeah. Who is it? <laughs> and like, yeah, like bring it on and mean girls. Like, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they're cheesy high school movies. They and they've got like these really, you know, exaggerated takes on, you know, stereotypical types of students and the thing. But it's just forever funny to me. Like, I love bring it on. And I think I really liked it when it came out because, I mean, cheerleading was for a long time. That was my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, outside of the actual plot and all of that stuff like that, like I really love the competition scene because that stuff was realistic and they actually had real cheerleaders actually doing real stunts and, you know, and 
preparing real things and the actresses in the movie like Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle and um, all of the girls from Black, the singing group were in the movie too or whatever. And all of them actually had to, you know, put some effort in to actually learn how to execute some of the different cheer moves and everything like that. So I think I appreciated that part too. Yeah. That movie Did pro- you know? That movie proves to me that Gabrielle Union does not age. Right. She looks exactly the same. Exactly. Like she's just, again, somebody else that, you know, started, started kind of a smaller, like almost like a cult favorite type movie that now like, look at where she is. Yeah. She's a vampire. It's crazy. She's gotta be. Like, there's no way. <laughs> like... She looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. She's probably the, the only person from that movie that looks exactly the same. Aww, that's pretty bad. Suppo- yeah, you're not supposed to look the same because what did that come out in like early 2000s? Yikes. Hold on. Maybe. I feel like I was in, I feel like we were in high school when so, it came out. Yeah. No, no, no. We weren't even in high school. Eighth grade, maybe. 2000? Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Wow, it's even older than I thought. I kept thinking 2003, so that was 18 years ago. I totally Holy forgot about Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst being in that movie. She is in a movie that's not a guilty pleasure of mine. It's actually one of like my top five favorite movies. She was in Interview with the Vampire. She was a little girl, Claudia. Yes. Um, she was brilliant in it. I want to say at the time, she was like the youngest actress ever to be nominated for an Academy Award for that movie. She was wonderful. Like That's she dope. played a wonderful psychotic little vampire, and I loved her. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I love both her and Gabrielle Union in that movie. Like that's one of my favorites. I was never really a big Mean Girls fan, um, cause like I just was not like I was none of the actual girls in that movie. Like I was the one that the Mean Girls were picking on all the time, and so I just never resonated with that movie. I was never the popular kid in school, so it was just like. Why do I want to watch someone get like harassed? <laughs> like, yeah, Mean Girls was just was just a trip to me. Like it was, it was just sad to the point of just like being hilarious because it's like I absolutely know people like this, and mm-hmm. absolutely because of cheerleading, because of being in clubs and stuff like that, I actually like had to interact and, and talk to people that were like this, that were just like that airheaded, that dumb, that annoying, all the stuff like that. So I, I guess that's maybe what you know kind of got me with that whole thing. Yeah. Did you know that the director of Bring It On, um, Peyton Reed, also directed the Ant-Man films? Wait, really? Yep. So talk about a glow up. Gabby wasn't the only one glowing up off of Bring It On. Yep. He also directed both of the Ant-Man films. So he went from doing Bring It On to now Marvel movies. I am never going to be mad at anybody getting a Marvel slash Disney check, like ever. (laughs) And the Ant-Man Listen, movies are it, actually pretty good. It took good. him, yeah, I was going to say, it took him a while to get there, but he has arrived. To do both of them, you know he's pulling in the cash. Pretty much. The first one was really good. The second one was okay, but the first one, the first one was really, really good, and I was very mad at myself for never having seen it in theaters, because I just was like, who is this person? This person's insignificant, but I really, really like the Ant-Man films, and uh, yeah, I think those movies are awesome, so shout out to him for doing such a great job with those movies it is it's awesome and you know i think another teen movie that i that i really like is she's all that that's probably one of my favorite like 90s romantic turn a geek into a hot person i guess esque type movie because you know you had like that you had love don't cost a thing like it's a it's a running thing in so many movies it's like okay let's like take this nerd and basically take their glasses off basically and change their clothes and they're hot 
So apparently you're gross if you wear glasses. I mean, I, I don't know. Or at least in, in, during that time period, you were gross if you wore glasses because that's all they would do is like, <laughs> I mean, even with Urkel, like they literally took his glasses off Pretty much. and put him in different clothes and he stopped talking through his nose. Gabrielle Union was also when she's all that, right? Yes. She was. Yes. Yes. She was in all the things. <laughs> she was in all the things. She was on, she was in that 90s team movie. Like she, Gabrielle's put in the work. She has. She, to, to get to where she is no she doubt about definitely it has. i love that movie i love that randomly usher is in that movie and he's like the school dj slash person right. who does the morning <laughs> announcements and so we're at prom and i'm gonna play this song for this dance that i taught all of you to do and we're just gonna do it at prom we're gonna have like a flash mob at prom so it's so weird okay that's fine <laughs> absolutely weird you know and i, I just freddie prince jr how old was he Mm. Or a, a, about what age was he when this movie came out? Because he looks, to me, like bare minimum 24 years old. Like he's the oldest. He just looks too old to be in high school. He really in this does. Movie. He's one of those. And I feel like he wasn't, I feel like he was like kind of in that range, like maybe late teens, early 20s. But he looks like 24, 25. And Rachel Lee Cook looks 13. Yeah. It's just so weird because she looks so much younger than he does in that movie. But we're supposed to believe that all of these people are high school students. So he's... 42 now and that movie came out in 99 so he was like 22 okay so he wasn't that old why does he look 25 to me yeah he just kind of always has had this like slightly older than i'm actually supposed to be look uh i still find him attractive but he just has always kind of looked just slightly older than what he should be oh god Um, i had such a crush on him or whatever he was so fun in this movie even though he was not really a great person for the most part. No, nah, he's got he came it. around. He came around eventually or whatever, but he was really not that great of a person. This movie had a lot of good people in it, it though. Because it had uh, his friend, uh, Dean. Dean was played by Paul Walker. Oh, that's right. Right. So when you look back now, it's like, wow, little Kim was in here. Like, she was, was way too old to be in that movie. Like, talk about somebody she was, that was way actually too, like 25 in that way movie. Too dang old to be in that movie. Well, what are you doing get out of this movie little kim i mean i love little kim and i still love her to this day shout out to kim but what are you doing in this movie ma'am also get why was she and you got served like i just don't i don't understand why little, <laughs> little kim, kim was things. getting her 90s teen movie checks too i ain't mad little kim get your get your money but it was it was such a good movie you know and i i don't know i just laney boggs terrible what kind name. of name <laughs> <laughs> what kind of name the worst but i love how she just like the first time he came up to her and like tried to talk to her and stuff she just completely blew him off she was like, and why are you talking to him me? so bad Go away. Right. <laughs> yeah i mean he's just thinking that he's like the smoothest dude ever you know comes you know come up to her and stuff and she's just like no like leave me bye. alone because like typically in those movies like they set it up and like when the hot guy starts talking to the nerdy girl like she's she just, just like, like melts you know like oh my god fall for it she's just like right why are you talking to me <laughs> like go away <laughs> like constant mood for me just you're talking to me please please stop <laughs> like, go back to what you were doing a classic man her coming down the steps at you know the first time she was all dressed nice and stuff and you know about to trip and fall and actually she did trip and fall mm-hmm. and everything i just i love that movie i could watch it over and over again i have it on vhs somewhere but i haven't seen it in a while and i don't think it's on any streaming service so Aww. yeah that's something netflix need get on that netflix Go ahead and get she's all that out there so that way we can watch it. That is something that if it gets on a streaming service, we are definitely 
live tweeting that one. Yes. You know, we're also doing, I don't know what made me think about this movie, but the movie Drive Me Crazy. It was not on my list to talk about, but mm-hmm. I remember that movie and like the Britney Spears song that came with it with the music video that had like right. Melissa Joan Hart in the video. And I don't even remember like the point of that movie. Was it another one of those like nerdy guy girl things? I don't know. But it was another It had some kind of romantic undertone to it. Like I I know it again it's something that's floating around in my head but I can't say I know the specifics on it it's been a very long time since I've seen it but I do remember the Drive Me Crazy music video which was awesome uh, fun times fun fun times yeah. All right. I don't know man so many so many teen movies like The Lost Boys um, as far as like horror comedy movies is my absolute favorite like it's super quintessential 80s had Corey Feldman and Corey Haim in it oh, and it's on Netflix. So I'd have watched it like <laughs> I probably watched it a good five or six times since I since I realized it was on Netflix. Um, I don't know. I, I love The Lost Boys. There's so many like quotable moments and stuff in there. And, you know, again, it's uh, it's a little cheesy and stuff. But really, when I look at it, I feel like it's actually a pretty solid movie. Uh-huh. Like to be a horror comedy movie or whatever and to be kind of centered around teenagers and stuff. And, you know, now when you kind of think about it and we're looking at it from 2018 and looking back to when it came out in 87, it really kind of was a was a game changer, you know, in terms of how vampires were portrayed in movies. Because I don't think, you know, and I could be wrong, there there may have been something else out there that I'm not aware of. If, you know, if you guys know, please tweet us, let us know or whatever. But I really feel like vampires were kind of, you know, like the older, pasty, sleeping in coffins, you know, I mean, with the teeth and stuff. But this made vampires, you know, kind of young and hot and, you know, young and hot and sexy. And I think it really kind of changed how vampires were portrayed in movies and TV, you know, because you think about it, you had like Buffy the Vampire Slayer come, you know, in the later later years. And then even years after that, you had, you know, Twilight, which Lost Boys is, you know, miles better than Twilight. So discuss the, my one thing that I will say about Twilight to me, is the books are better than the movies. That's all I got. The books are definitely better than movies. Yeah, that's why I said Lost Boys is like a mile, a mile ahead of that or whatever. But you could tell that a lot of the blueprint for how like the vampires looked and everything and how they were, you know, kind of portrayed as cool and a lot more human than they had been portrayed before really to me came from Lost Boys. See, my vampire movie growing up is like I talked about earlier as Interview with Vampire. I don't, probably should have never been watching that movie when I was a child. But it freaked me out as a kid. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it was about it, but I mean, it just... Tom Cruise's character Lestat is is so many things. He's just he's a handful is all I got to say about that. Um but like who doesn't love like Brad Pitt with long hair and mm. fangs and fun. everything? And then like I kinda wanted to be Loki wanted to be Claudia because she was like this little girl, she was so pretty. And, like, they kept buying her all these dolls and all these fancy dresses and in, like, you know, high society and learning how to play piano, like, mm-hmm. you know, one of the pros. But I want to say that she ate a couple of her piano teachers. She, <laughs> she did do that. And that totally happened in the movie. Like, she yeah. ate one of them and then Lestat was like, seriously, that's like the third one this week. And he just kind of shoves the dead body over and starts like, okay, start from the beginning. <laughs> like yeah it was i don't know what it was it was something about that creeped me out but you know again like looking at it because that came out like early 90s right uh yeah i think so somewhere around that so you know attractive vampire like i really think lost boys kind of 
set that standard for how vampires will be portrayed from that point forward. Oh, 94. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I just, I don't think it gets enough love. I think it's definitely got a cult following and it's a cult favorite or whatever, but it's one of those movies that some people are like, oh, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, it was kind of predictable and blah, 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 whatever. But I, didn't know I, think, La- I think The Lost Boys is a dope movie and it's one of my favorites and I'll probably be watching it. I'm going on vacation this weekend and I will be on the plane. And so I'm probably going to download it to my phone from Netflix and watch it again because I love it. Sounds like a good plan. I actually did not know that The Lost Boys was a vampire movie and because it's a vampire movie, well, because of that I know now, um, I'm intrigued, so I might have to watch that too. We'll put it on yes. the list of things that I need to catch up on. We should live tweet that one day, especially after you watch it and we get a chance to like, you know, kind of bulk it, kind of, well, you get a chance to kind of digest it and maybe watch it a couple of times. We'll have to live tweet that. All right. I got a lot of things to say. Got a lot of things to say about Lost Boys. Sounds like a plan to me. So another so, movie. What else you got? Another movie I would love to live tweet one day um, is Robin Hood Men in Tights. Now Robin Hood Men in Tights yes. is one of the like my two favorite Robin Hood movies. The other one is the Disney Robin Hood movie with the fox and oh, Baloo the best. as Little John. But we're, we're, we'll come back to that in a minute. But Robin Hood Men in Tights <laughs> is like one of my favorite movies. I was a fiend growing up watching that movie. We used to have this little um, insert in our local paper. So you know how like TV Guide was like an individual magazine that you could go out and buy. Um, right. It basically was like a little insert saying, you know, what's going to be on TV. And I like literally my entire goal. It, I think it came out on like Thursday. Like my entire goal was taking a little insert out, looking to see when Robin Hood Men and Tights would be on <laughs> so I could be home to watch it. I don't know why I was obsessed with this movie as a child. I probably shouldn't have been, but it's hilarious. It's got Carrie Ells from um, The Princess Bride, which I've seen once. It was okay. Don't shoot me. But Princess Bride? Yes. Okay. I had a group of nerds force me to watch it one day. Um, well, I'll tell that story one day, but not today. Um, it's got him in it. It's got Dave Chappelle in it randomly. <laughs> right. That's so weird. Like, I mean. <laughs> um, I don't really know why Dave Chappelle is in it. I mean, obviously, he was hired to do the role and he did the role and he's hilarious in it. Actually, Isaac. Wasn't Hayes that like is his first too? time acting, though? Possibly. If I'm not mistaken? Yeah, um, I feel like I hadn't seen him anything before that. So he was in it. He played uh, a Chew, and his dad was played by Isaac Hayes in the first few minutes of the movie, and his name was a sneeze, um, mm-hmm. which was hilarious. They have the song where they dance <laughs> around singing, we're men, we're men in tights. Like, it's just a ridiculous movie. It's really funny. It's got a lot of gags. Um, like, they, like, there are even parts of the movie where they, like, pull out the script to like check and make sure that's what the line is like it knows it's campy and ridiculous and not to be taken seriously but it's one of my favorite movies i like laugh hysterically every time i watch it and it's another one of those movies that the local theater like smaller theater here shows every summer um and i always go um, because i just love that movie i don't know why or what's my fascination with it but i love it and no, it's definitely an awesome. It's definitely an awesome movie. I haven't seen it in years or whatever, but it's hilarious. It is. I, think I feel like it, it came on TV. It used to come on like once a like, week. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like it came on TV and I caught it a couple, maybe about two years ago or something like that. And we were in here like dying laughing off of it. Me and my husband were here laughing. <laughs> Him watching that movie has to be a riot because he's 
almost as goofy as that movie is, to be perfectly yeah. honest. <laughs> he is equally as goofy as that movie. You could just stick him in any scene and he was just <laughs> pretty much he should dress up like he, a, just... he should dress up like a chew for Halloween. <laughs> oh boy, don't don't get him started on Halloween <laughs> ideas or costumes and stuff. Just anything he can do to embarrass me. <laughs> it's, his, it's, his, it's his claim to fame. That's that's what he wants to do. I can confirm that this is true. <laughs> I can confirm that this is true. But I love that movie. And I love the, the Disney one. So uh, there's another Robin Hood movie coming out. It's got Taron Edgerton from... Uh, Kingsman? The Kingsman, yes. Uh, yeah. And also he's doing an Elton John like R-rated musical at some point. like Which I'm very excited about. That's... Is he? Yes. I like him. Uh, Because, you know, he was in, Elton John was in the last Kingsman movie. um, Right. And so I guess, and he's actually got a decent singing voice because he was in Sing and like sounds pretty amazing. And so they're working on like a musical of Elton John's life or music career or whatever. Um, And it's going to be R-rated, which is going to be awesome. uh, Because I don't think there's ever been an R-rated musical. And he's going to play Elton John. But um, so he's Robin Hood. And Jamie Foxx as Little John, which is really funny. And so at work, there are two posters of the two of them standing next to each other. And it's Robin Hood mm-hmm. and Little John. And every time I Yeah, walk, I've seen the posters and stuff. Every time I walk by the posters, I start singing the song from the Robin Hood movie. Robin Hood and Little John, I walk up through the forest. Yeah. <laughs> to myself. Cause That's going to be good. I think yes. I definitely think I'm going to check that out. Um, it looks like it's going to be good. Something about Taryn being Robin Hood, but nobody knowing he's Robin Hood. And people thinking... That he's going after Robin Hood, but he's actually Robin Hood is going on in the movie. I don't know. I'm intrigued. I'm going to watch it uh, because I'm going to support Jamie Foxx and Taron Edgerton because they're awesome. Yeah, I do. I like both of them a lot. Um, That's going to be good. But the Disney one is also hilarious. There's foxes. There's rabbits. There's Blue the Bear, basically. Um, They just kind of copy pasted (laughs) him from the Jungle Book into that movie. It is. It's such a sweet movie. It My is. kids love it. It is. I had to intro- yeah, I had to put them on to it or whatever, and they have been hooked on it ever since. Right. They saw it. I realized I'm so hiss in like life. <laughs> like I'm a little snake. Not actually a snake, but like smart. Nobody that listens to me loves wine. <laughs> like I'm like you know what? I don't know why I'm thinking about this, but I am definitely Sir Hiss in life. So you're a Sir Hiss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will be Sir Hiss for Halloween. We'll see. Um, but it's just a fun, silly, ridiculous movie. You know, he saves the town, robs the rich, and gives to the poor, but he's a fox. And uh, the phony king of England is, like, sucking his thumb and, like, begging for his mama in the movie. Right. I just love that movie. It's just silly and ridiculous. It's a Disney movie, so, of course, they're going to be silly and ridiculous. But it's just fun. It gives me that warm, fuzzy feeling, so it's definitely one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies. And I want to say it's on Netflix, um, I want to say it's on Netflix because uh, they. I'm gonna look and see. Added some of the older like Disney movies because I know the Aristocats, another one of my favorite Disney movies, is also on there as well. I'm just waiting for them to add Oliver and Company, and everything will be good. Oh, I love Oliver and Company. I haven't seen it in forever. It's my favorite. I don't see Robin Hood. Hercules pops up. I want to say it was on netflix at one point uh, yeah they may have they may have uh taken it off you know that's the thing i wish netflix had like a a list or a menu to let you know what was leaving that month oh i got a solution to that uh, there's a website that i follow that does that where they update mm-hmm. you on what's leaving and when and then what's coming and when it's coming 
Right. Yeah. So that way you know, like at the beginning of like, you'll know like, okay, this is what, or maybe let you know like a month in advance. Cause they, I mean, I'm sure they know by then. So like they will let us know like what's going to leave, like this is leaving on September the 15th. So if you're trying to watch it yeah, or if you're trying to like catch up on this, then go ahead and catch up on it because it's getting out of here. Like I need for them to, I want to say they started doing that at one point that that they would like list it underneath like the description basically saying, Oh, this is going to be leaving X, Y, and Z date. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they do. Yeah, they may have. Maybe I just been paying attention to it or something like that. But I'd like for it to be like uh, an actual like menu or queue or something like that to like list everything, list everything out. Right. Hmm. That'd be cool. I don't know. I like funny movies and stuff too. Definitely. I mean, when you're talking about guilty pleasures, usually something that makes you want to laugh. So Mm -hmm. for me, it's like a like a Ghostbusters. Um, love Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters and uh. They're on Netflix Prime? One of those. I finally I like saw Netflix. the new one um, in Did the last like few it? weeks. It was okay. Um, not like the world's greatest thing, um, but, you know, it was enjoyable. Probably won't yeah. watch it again, but it was enjoyable at least. And I well, mean, I mean, for me, it was Chris just kind of like, 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 I didn't hate it, but it didn't have the same allure or appeal to me as the original. That makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I do. I like Ghostbusters a lot. You know what movie? <laughs> and this is definitely probably a guilty pleasure movie because a lot of people probably don't think this movie is good, but I like it. Um, I like Baps. I love that movie. It's been a very long time since I've seen that movie, though. A lot. So my that mom's movie is ridiculous. two favorite movies are Baps and Pretty Women. Oh, I love pretty two totally different types of movies or whatever but I, you know and maybe it's because she loves them and she watched them so much and we watched them with her so much like I love and it's weird to say that I watched Pretty Woman with my mom because you know the plot is mm-hmm. uh, you know <laughs> it's a little problematic there with the I mean, you know whole, but yeah I mean but I don't know like with Babs I don't think Halle Berry gets enough credit for being like legitimately funny in that movie yeah and, I, you know, most people would never really peg her as, like, a comedic type act- actress or whatever, right. stuff like that. But she was actually, to me, I think she was legit funny in that movie. I thought so, too. And honestly, like, now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of want her to do another role where she's trying to be funny. And, like, just being ridiculous. Because she plays a lot of serious roles where she's got the auntie wig on and, like... Girl, I call it her drama wig. Right. You know it's about to be some drama when she put on that curly wig. Halle Berry is about to go fight somebody and she's about to retrieve a child. Um, like <laughs> something right. traumatic is about to happen when that curly wig comes out. Like I would love for her to just do something silly and funny and ridiculous. Um, maybe a Baps too. That would be wonderful. Yeah. And I think she really, I think she really enjoyed it. You also, know, you can like, tell. just enjoy the filming and everything like that. You could tell that she really, really was into it. It's like, how can you not though? Like the wigs were ridiculous and the, you know, the, the clothes was just so over the top. Like, Nobody dresses like that. Like, like right. even the most hood girl from whatever city or state, like nobody had on like complete pleather outfits. I, I didn't see anybody dress like that. I definitely saw someone in like a blue pleather outfit a few years ago and was just like, oh, it was like pants no. and a jacket and like a yellow <laughs> shirt. And I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, go home. <laughs> I do. And I love the whole plot of the movie too. Like, them going out thinking they're going to audition for a music video and then they end up with this older millionaire and helping kind of make the last moments of his life brighter and everything like that. Like it's something that seemed to me completely unexpected. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, I mean, I don't think there was ever any movie that kind of followed that similar similar vein, you know, before. Yeah. It was just a fun movie. It's definitely ridiculous, and you, like, have to take it with a grain of salt because it's, you know, slightly older. Probably the jokes have kind of gone, you know. Right. Not all that great anymore, but, like, I've seen gifts of Baps all the time, and I'm just like, man, this movie was a thing. Like, and there's never been anything like it since. Hello? There really hasn't. Okay. But I love it. And again, would like to see Halle Berry do something silly and ridiculous and fun like that again. Um, she was in the second Kingsman movie, and that was okay. Um, but um, hopefully she'll be kicking ass in the third one. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I've got different thoughts about the about the second Kingsman movie. I love the first one. Um, yeah, same. 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 Yeah, but the second one, I'm just like, hmm, you know. Okay, it was, it was a thing. Yeah, it was a thing. And um, we were supposed to be talking about nostalgic. I mean, I guess you could kind of call <laughs> things nostalgic. But, like, I just, I'm I'm really, really mad that they killed all the, like, Kingsman agents. Spoiler alert, guys. Yeah, she just hit you. Just hit you hard with it. Like, hope y'all already saw it because Merlin, some people are like, about to die. I'm still mad. <laughs> like, still mad. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. After we after we left the movies, we were just like, "What in the heck just happened? Like, <laughs> what the heck just happened?" Like Merlin, no. Like- no, like not Merlin. And I do, I love it. I love him so much, or whatever. Mark Strong is a great actor, and yes, um, he is. He is, but you know, it's so funny with him playing a role like Merlin because he's always like the villain in something. Yes. All the time, like he's forever playing somebody's villain. So I loved him in Kingsman because I'm like, oh my god, look at you being somebody that's on the right side of the, you know, the right side of the law or whatever and stuff. And yep, he gone. That was not necessary. Why did you have to like? They just kind of went nuclear with Kingsman too, and then they brought in like, again, spoiler alert. They just kind of brought in a new set of of Kingsman called the Statesmen, right? And I'm just like. Way left field. Although when Eggsy and Merlin were drinking that liquor. That scene was hilarious. I was cracking up because, you know, they're like, okay, we're just going to have one shot to kind of ease our troubles and our pain and stuff. And the next thing you know, the whole bottle is just gone and they are trashed. And the fact that they knew that, like, they would drink the whole bottle and be able to see, you know, the next clue to where they needed to go was hilarious to me. Exactly. I love that. It's like probably my favorite scene in the movie. My, that's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, some of the bar fights are hilarious, like with um, Pedro Pascal's character, which I was really excited about Kingsman 2 because of Pedro Pascal. I love him and everything. I loved him in Narcos and, you know, was introduced to him in uh, Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm still mad about Game of Thrones. My poor little heart. Um, and so, like, I was really excited to see him, you know, with his lasso and, like, doing his thing. Like, that was exciting until... Uh, I won't spoil that part, <laughs> but uh, it was just fun. But the drinking scene is definitely like up there on like the list of things that are like pretty awesome in that movie. Um, man, it is. Now that I'm thinking like about it, that movie just is continuing to make me mad. So we need to move on. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, another movie that I like that's like really, I don't know, got like that comedy and levity type thing is Home Alone. <laughs> I love 
home alone it's just i crack up every time like even just the thought of the crazy things that kevin did to these dudes just like the, the thought of it just cracks me up like the whole premise of the fact that they left an entire child like at home that's why i started like like as soon as you an- said it i just started laughing i was like man I went to another country like <laughs> i was like you got too many kids in your house if you're leaving people at home and you counting the wrong kids and stuff like you didn't look at nobody's face like you got on the plane before you realize you had left your child at home are you kidding me like was on the plane chilling i'm like nobody even I me mean, y'all don't look at each other like nobody looked around and said without right. realizing you were missing a person like how they did the airport rush and all of that stuff and presumably well you know now that i think about it I can't even remember what security was like back then, like airport security. Mm-hmm. Cause you know how now, like you get so bogged up with it or whatever that yeah. you kind of just, you know, if you're traveling in a group, you kind of end up talking to each other while you're waiting in line and stuff like that. But I don't even remember what airport security was like then, but still I'm thinking at some point, like, did you guys not eat breakfast? Like, did you not sit down and look at each other? You did not notice you had a whole child missing. Nope. It's just, it's so ridiculous. You know, and I know, like, pretty much all the lines from it, and I've got just so many favorite parts. Like, like when Kevin put the spider on Marv's chest, and he just starts, like, wailing, like, <laughs> <laughs> That kid just, <laughs> like, is an evil genius. <laughs> he is a total sociopath. Pretty much. I just absolutely. I just absolutely love it, though. <laughs> like, what kid, me as an adult, could not come up with half of the schemes that he came up with. The fact that he was able to like lay all this stuff out and had the time to be able to do this and haul the stuff around. Like he was eight in this movie, eight, maybe nine. Like my, my oldest kid, Genesis is eight. There's no way if we left her at home and we flew to another country and some, by some weird circumstance left her at home, she would probably be standing in my living room floor crying. And like calling 911 or something like that. This kid just went to the grocery store. He's chilling. He, he you know, gets some ice cream and stuff like that. I love it when he ordered the pizza and he was playing from the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Captain 10, or I'm going to, you know, I'm go shoot you or whatever. One, two, 10. And then it just starts lighting up. And the poor, the poor pizza guy just like falls out in the snow. <laughs> trying to get back to his car see i feel like if you left genesis at the house which you would never do because you're not that type of parent but like that's stupid okay she would be mad at first and then she would wail but i think that she'd be okay like i think that she's smart enough that she would be like okay so i know mom is here i know that they took this flight okay i'm gonna go find my parents like that's a whole nother movie concept in and of itself like my parents left me so i'm just gonna go so i'm gonna go find find them them. and catch up like that's what genesis oh my gosh what didn't Mythbusters do like I don't know if it was Mythbusters or maybe someone else that does some Mythbusters like stuff mm-hmm. that did a video um, and I remember seeing it but I can't remember if it was actually Mythbusters or not um, but they did a video about all the different like stunts and things that he pulled against them uh-huh. um, and they were just talking about how like you know if you put your hand on a doorknob that had been heated up that high like you know the severity of the burn and stuff like that or if you got hit in the head with the iron you basically be like just out for the rest of the day or whatever so like everything that happened in in all of those scenes was just for the most part besides like the like stepping on the ornaments and stuff like that like so much of this stuff was just completely unrealistic but it's just so <laughs> That's the fun of funny. it though like the fact that he could just like the fact that he came up with all of that but at the same time he's like still this 
you know, kid because he's afraid of the neighbor, like thinking that the neighbor killed his daughter or whatever crazy stuff he was thinking or whatever. You know, there was a there was a like a theory out there that Kevin's dad secretly hated him and like wanted to leave him at home on purpose or whatever, hoping something happened to him. Like there's a lot of dark stuff. There's a lot of dark theories about movies like that. And dark that's the first I've heard theory. that I was one. like yeah, I was like, hmm, that's, that's not that's a bit much. <laughs> that's, that's not good. That's taking a little bit far. But I do. I love Home Alone. It's it's hilarious to me. It's definitely one of my favorite guilty pleasure movies. Um, I don't think it's on any like streaming service or anything, but I own it, and it's one of the movies that I watch at Christmas time, along with all of my Lifetime and Hallmark romantic Christmas movies that I just they're they're terrible. And they all have the same plot, like literally. It's a it's a lady that like goes home or goes somewhere to like find herself, uh-huh. and she meets the baker or the painter, you know, who is, you know, twirling around with flowers and stuff. And then she meets the guy who's like the city, you know, edgy guy or whatever. And it's like, who do I choose? And she always chooses the baker or the painter. What? But I watch them anyway because that's. I don't know why I watch them. I just do. There was a movie that came out some years ago it had vanessa williams in it and she was like a singer it was like vanessa williams as a singer and the movie is um what's that classic christmas story oh uh was she the with the ghost yes that one well i remember that and i, I said because i can't remember <laughs> i don't know if it was lifetime or not but i definitely know the movie that you're talking about where she was the singer and she was all you know grouchy and didn't really want to spend time with her family and you know she had money and all the stuff like that so they took it to the you know the past the present the future or whatever a christmas carol right i i guess i said with the ghost that is definitely not the name (laughs) i remember that movie that movie was hilarious oh it's a diva's christmas carol is what it's called (laughs) okay yeah so yeah so based off of a christmas carol yeah that's what i thought because i only think i could think of was like the three ghosts like Oh, it's a VH1 movie. For some odd reason, I thought it was a Lifetime movie, but I don't know. It's not quite cheesy pleasures. enough to be a Lifetime movie. Yeah. Um, speaking of like, I know you mentioned a dark theory about uh, Home Alone. Um, so Grease is one of my favorite movies. You know, we talked about me loving musicals, and I heard a dark yeah. fan theory about that movie. You know, at the end of the movie, they like ride off into the sunset, like literally into the sky, and Grease lightning. Um, mm-hmm. People are saying that like I read a theory somewhere maybe a few years ago basically saying that like basically it's Danny having a really really bad dream and that like Sandy dies in the first part of the movie like you know when they're on the beach at the beginning of the movie when they first meet each other that like Sandy dies and like basically the whole car going into the sunset thing is basically he's taking like a bad trip or like about to die or something like that and like the entire movie is like how Danny wanted things to happen but didn't oh wow. and i'm just like That's... i'm gonna need y'all to settle down and not ruin my favorite movie please that is incredibly dark like i don't know the theories like i can't even take too many of them because they like they start like freaking me out right <laughs> like i have to nope out of theories like that very quickly because i'm just like okay i did i ran across like this want? family guy theory video and it was just it was so many disturbing things in that video. Like I had to cut it off and go watch something <laughs> and go watch something happy because I was like, wow, you people are really, really twisted. But it was <laughs> yes. weird because like so many of them actually seemed like they could make sense. Like they had like probably about 10 different theories about Family Guy or whatever. And some of them weren't that bad. It was like one saying that, oh, you know, Brian 
is an actual person who's writing the script or whatever, but he imagines himself as the dog. And so that's why he can like get away with talking to humans and having relationships with them. He's the only talking dog, you know, and nobody seems to blink an eye at it or whatever. And no other dogs talk in there. So stuff like that was fine. But then there was one that was like super crazy. It was saying that like basically uh, Meg and Megan Chris went out on a joy ride and Meg crashed the car and killed them both. And then Lois couldn't deal, like Lois couldn't deal with all of this. So she ended up committing suicide while she was pregnant with Stewie. And oh Peter's God. actually like in a mental institution. Um, so he's imagining all of this in his head, like how he thought his family would go and how he thought things would be. But he's actually like in a mental institution. That's why he can get away with doing like ridiculously crazy things and like how he kind of works, but really doesn't work. And, you know, all of that stuff. And yes. I was like, wow. It's kind of yeah, like, like after um... that, I was like, mm. I'm done. It's kind of like Archer a little bit. Um, Cause like Archer is this dark adult comedy show about a fake like spy agency. I love Archer so much, but like I haven't caught up with like some of the later seasons of Archer, but from my understanding, like Archer's in a coma and like all these seasons of them doing like now we're in like the twenties or now we're like a drug cartel. Um, right. is like Archer basically being in a coma and like imagining all these things happening. Like he hasn't woken up yet. But it's just him replaying all these scenarios with the same characters, just in different roles and stuff like that. And I'm just like, man, what is what is wrong with some of you people? <laughs> right. People. Yeah. People love coma theories, though. Like It's the same thing they say about The Walking Dead. They're like, nope, Rick, just imagine everything. Because, I mean, he started off like the series getting shot and ending up in a coma. Then when he woke up, of course, the world had gone to complete crap because of the, you know, the zombie apocalypse. And they're basically saying that Rick just never woke up from the, com- the coma and like all this is happening in his head. And I'm like, yo, if that's true, number one, it's going to feel like a colossal waste of time watching right. all of this. And number two, that means Rick is sick as hell. Like, I mean, anybody that can imagine all of this weirdness in his head, like right. is a pretty sick individual. Like mm-hmm. Rick, Somebody needs to, when he wakes up, somebody needs to, like, keep close eyes on him because he might be a psychopath Right. if he's imagining this whole entire world in his head. Because that's, I've had some nightmares, but I have never imagined, like, an entire zombie apocalypse story and me, like, fighting and murdering other people. And <laughs> no, that's, that that's not, I, I, you know, I've never been in a coma before, but I, I don't. I don't think it works like that. They've actually done weird things like that. We are so off track, but it's okay. They've actually done weird things like that on a TV show. There's a TV show, like an old school TV show that I used to watch with my mom called St. Elsewhere. And mm-hmm. um, it was basically like a hospital um, that they worked in, you know, a regular old school hospital show, you know, patients, things, craziness happening and stuff like that. And like the end of the series, you find out that like the hospital is in like it's not real it's in like a kid's snow globe and he's imagining all this stuff happening in the hospital like that's the final shot of the series that like this kid has the snow globe and like it zooms out on the hospital and you see the hospital in the snow globe and like the kid in the living room playing with it you're just like wait (laughs) that's so crazy like i don't know i just feel like i'd be cheated like i feel cheated if that happened at the end of a series like i've been watching this for x number of show you know episode seasons or whatever and like really this was all like in somebody's head right i don't know i just feel like i feel cheated maybe some people don't feel that way but like like i watched the walking dead and i would totally feel cheated even though they've confirmed that that's not the case like i would i would absolutely have felt cheated if he just like woke up and everything was pretty much the way that it was before. And it's like, really, you went through all this stuff in your damn head. No, Uh I'm not okay with that. 
Either way, we, we, we've gotten so far off track. It doesn't so matter. So did you have anything else that you wanted to add to any of the movies, any other ones you want to mention? Me, I just, you know, of course, I always got to give, I love Will Smith, as you guys know. So I always got to give the shout out to the Men in Black movies or whatever. Like, all of them. All of them are all my, all my guilty, you know, if that's what you want to call it, pleasures. I can watch them over and over again, and they're fantastic. Will Smith is- that dude man like he literally made the men in black song and danced around with the alien from the movie like what right it's so it's it's so ridiculous like i mean none of those movies just make any sense at all like it's just dodgy science um just in general whatever it, it, it they make no sense they're not even meant to make sense or whatever they're i just really not. I, yeah I, I don't care i'll watch them will looks great how do you feel soon. right how do you feel about the uh new men in black movie coming out with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. You know, at first I wasn't, I really wasn't here for it. But then when I found out it was them two, I was like, okay. They have great chemistry. Like they, this is something I was like, they got really good chemistry. This is something that I could, that I could definitely see. Cause I think that's kind of with that type of movie is definitely something that really works well, you know, as far as like a reboot or a revival or whatever, Mm -hmm. or, you know, anybody kind of reimagining the story, Mm -hmm. but you got to have two people in there that have, solid chemistry yeah and, and so once i figured out it was them like i'm i'm totally here for it i'm i'm here for anything tessa thompson does i just i love her so much right like who doesn't i love her i also love hemsworth i the thing i was thinking about this uh, a couple days ago like you know you see the first thor movies and they're pretty serious and dark in tone um and chris is part of the, a big part of the reason of like a big part of the catalyst for the shift in the tone of the Thor movies. He's like, I don't want to be this serious. Like I want to be goofy. And like, if you see him on Instagram, he's like a ridiculous goof troop. Like he is, he is insane. And I love it. And I really like the fact that you get to see him being goofy and ridiculous and stuff like that in his movies now. Um, So I'm excited to see him, you know, be that ridiculous and goofy in this movie with Tessa Thompson like I'm very very excited for it I saw the picture of them like in the suits and was just like yes like yes I am very very excited for the new Men in Black movie I can't wait like I, yeah I agent H and agent M I'm into it I'm here for it 100% yeah. here for it. give them all the money give them all the sequels like let's make it happen and then let's also have like Will Smith make an appearance he doesn't have to be in the whole movie Right. Like, like he could just make a random cameo or right. something like that or something that just kind of gives that little bit of a callback, you know, to the to original series. But yeah, it, I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out. Like I said, for the most part, um, as you guys probably already know, I'm not really a reboot, you know, remake spinoff type person. It's, you know, it's kind of only in special things. But this one, I can see this being good. Yeah, it's a it's a nice premise to like leap off of because like you could do so many things like sci fi is a good thing to like make an expanded universe out of in like mm-hmm. any way shape or form you know you see how doctor who your favorite thing ever like has expanded so much because you can literally just continue to make up content and i think it's kind of the same right. with you know men in black being the fact that you know you're dealing with space aliens on earth right so, like, yeah an unlimited amount and you're of gonna have you agents do. that are gonna leave gonna die you know and everything like that so you're gonna always have kind of some successors in right. there Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so it, t- it totally makes sense. And then uh, the guys that are writing it too uh, wrote Iron Man. All First right. Iron Man. I'm sold. So, you know, I think kind of just the combination of all of those different things or whatever. I can't think of their names 
forgive me, men that wrote Iron Man. You did a great job. Um, you did. But you did. yeah, but I mean, I, I definitely, you know, with all those parts in there and stuff where you think about who's going to be in it and, you know, the writers behind it and stuff like that. Like, I feel like it's got a, it's got a pretty solid chance. I hope people give it a chance. Same, same. I'll be watching regardless. But that's all yeah. I got. I'm going to save the rest of my movies for the next show. Yep. Nope. I think I am. I think I'm all good. So we kind of skipped all over the place. We talked about uh, some comedy movies. We talked about some teen, teen drama, teen romance, dance movies, vampires. We went on a Kingsman tangent. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we talked about dark theories. Like we, we, we went out, we went a little bit all over the place, but uh, hopefully you guys hung in there with us and maybe you have some movies of your own. So what are your favorite movies that you just can't get enough of that are back from the eighties, nineties and two thousands? Let us know. Reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, Nostalgia Mix Pod. Make sure you use the hashtag. We do check it. Um, like I said, we definitely want to try to start getting back in the swing of things. We got a little off track for a while, but you know, I definitely want to start getting back in the swing of things. Um, making sure that we're, you know, interacting with you guys. Make sure you're interacting with us. Tell people about us. Um, find us on iTunes. Find us on Google Play. Thank you for the people that have already subscribed to us and that have given us excellent ratings. We Thank appreciate you guys. you guys so much. And we will talk to you next time. All right. I will talk to you guys later. Okay, bye. Bye.